0: Hello, I'm Tristan Irvin. And I'm Joe Chamis. And this is Screens and Streams. Hello everyone and welcome to Screens and Streams, the podcast about things you watch on your screen and things that you stream. So, who are we? a good question (laughs) we are two uh avid tv watchers and colleagues who met in the industries uh, in the industry industry yes that's it (laughs) and found ourselves having in-depth conversations
1: about the tv shows we watch Mm -hmm. and we uh i guess at some point decided uh you know, it would be great if we had a microphone while we had these conversations. Absolutely. So uh, we got a couple microphones and started doing this, and it became the podcast that you are now hearing in your ears, screens, and streams. Um, yeah, and and that's that's how that's our origin story. That's our origin story. That's our superhero origin story. Yeah. So, what uh, two shows are we covering today, Joe? Today. We are covering uh, a show called Love, which is a Netflix original, season two of that particular program, as we did cover season one on a past episode. Yeah, And we are covering HBO's Crashing, uh, starring Pete Holmes, not to be confused with the UK title of the same name, which I will be referencing once we get into our crashing discussion uh because i had a little bit of an, an incident when i was looking for the show that we're actually watching funny yes uh my fiance actually
0: mentioned that and i'm like yeah so we're talking about crashing on the podcast and she's like oh
1: that british show i'm like no <laughs> not the british one not the british one <laughs> which oh, okay well we'll get to it yeah. I, I i have a, a little funny story about that all right um So, uh, I guess we'll start off with uh, the Netflix original, Love. Um, That is the one that uh, I think I watched before we recorded the last episode of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I think got confused as to which show we were talking (laughs) about. Yeah, we sat down. I'm like, time to talk about Love. Never mind. We're talking about Love Sick. A lot of uh, similarly named shows throwing us off the course. Um, we usually do a, a news segment, which I think I feel like Tristan and I have kind of swept it under the rug in lieu of just talking about the shows more because it's yes, more fun. I agree. But um, what I can uh, what I can do uh, as it kind of pertains to us is Tristan and I have covered a great deal of shows on this podcast so far. Most of them Netflix originals, and just a barrage of season twos in the last little while. So yeah, they're like nail in the all of them, and it, it's like. Without me even realizing so master of none season two came out. Of course, we're going to cover that Uh, obviously this one we're about to talk about love season two Uh, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt season three and right out of left field I don't know if you knew this but Flaked came back I was like wait when what how I didn't hear any promotion I, I didn't know I just got an email one day it yeah was me too like, it was that's, like oh they're, they're, it's coming out June 3rd okay that's exactly what happened to me it was like I got an email it's like Flaked is coming back I'm like um okay <laughs> like all the other ones there was a little bit of I heard some like you know there was murmurs on Facebook murmurs. and Twitter and Netflix's official Twitter account um, which maybe I, if I tuned into it more they would have mentioned something about Flaked but yeah same as boat as you i got an email it's like hey this show is coming back too i'm like well shit when am i gonna have time to watch all of this um but uh there's, there's so much tv right there's now. there's so man. much tv but rest assured uh tristan and i if if we've covered it already we will likely be covering uh season two of it much in the case of love so let's get to love um, we're back with our, uh, two favorite dysfunctional relationship goers, and, Mickey, Mickey Dobbs and Gus C- Cruikshank. And oh boy, are they dysfunctional. They, yeah, they, dysfunctional. they just get more dysfunctional by the day. Um, so I want to first give a little golf clap to you. Applause, Mr. Tristan. Tristan called it. He said, I, if you go back and listen to the episode where we covered love, he said, I have a feeling they're just going to start off exactly where they left off in season one and literally it, we we thought season two starts and it's the last scene of season one uh, yeah it's it's mickey and, and gus in the parking lot of the you know the Seven Eleven or wherever they are and and uh, he kind of professes his love for her and she's just like you're an idiot and then did you not just hear me right and, and you know and, and so they still want to go their separate ways and a series of events means that they cannot Uh, Yes. They ended up at Gus's apartment. Some sort of, because I forget the circumstances. If she had to like use his bathroom or something, but.
0: Yeah, I think what, I think what happened, uh, because I got some crazy notes here. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, oh yeah, they go back to uh, Mickey's place. And uh, the other couple that I feel this series is about um, Birdie and Randy yes. are getting it on. Yeah, that's
1: right. And it, it's awkward. And um it, it's like super awkward. And then they go to yeah, and then they go to uh Gus's apartment and the intention is for Mickey to, you know, uh kind of cut her losses and maybe come back in a year a better person and see if they could try this relationship thing out again. But it doesn't happen that way because if it did we probably wouldn't have a season two. Um, No, I think this would be a different show. This would be a different show. It would not be called Love. It would be called... Well... It almost became a thing. Yeah. It would be called Well uh, Ellipsis would be the name of the show. (laughs) Um, But... uh, so what ended up happening is because of some sort of security risk, whether it's a, you know, a burglar or a bomb going off in the area, or it's some sort of thing happens. Yeah, there's police the activity. Yeah, there's police activity. They're chasing after a dude. They're chasing after someone. That's what yeah. it was. And then the entire place goes on lockdown. Mm-hmm. And so now it becomes about Mickey trying to escape from Gus's apartment. And, uh.
0: Yeah, she's like yeah. looking through telescopes, trying to find a path to her trying car. Trying to find a path to a car. Yeah
1: yeah and and gus is um you know being the, the stand-up guy that he is decides to try to help her mm-hmm. and this is where our comedy of errors begins you know that they, they're trying to part ways circumstance puts them together and so they're there and now they have to kind of deal with each other yep and uh from it a relationship begins to regrow that's very true because
0: I have here in my notes that the reconnection begins because initially they just kind of want to, you know, take some time apart and mm-hmm. you know kind of come back to it. But you know, in some ways, they they can't help it but kind of you know reestablish that connection because as much as kind of season one was like super rocky and mm-hmm. you know they were like yelling at each other, there was something there, right? And so. And that first episode of season two, you know, shows that yeah, it's still there. There's nothing, yeah. nothing has changed.
1: Nothing has changed as much as as Mickey th- maybe sort of wants it to.
0: Yeah. Um. And and to be fair, I mean, uh, Mickey has been making changes in her life. Like right? she's she's now going to AA. She's going to slaw. She's doing her meetings. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's a very positive thing for Mickey. Yeah.
1: Uh, absolutely, But I think Gus's problem is that he thinks because she has started to do these things. Right. That she is now all of a sudden ready for a relationship. So we start to find out as the series progresses, Mickey maybe had the right idea by wanting to take some time away from Gus. Yeah, it kind of sounds like maybe <laughs> that would have been a good idea.
0: But, uh, but. it didn't happen exactly now to be fair like they didn't sleep together or anything season on uh, in episode one no it, we didn't start off no. uh, with
1: with any terrible
0: mistakes being made not just yet and i think it was a little bit of uh, the second episode where they both kind of had the single experience yeah and they ended up kind of realizing that you mm-hmm. know this is kind of shitty and
1: they right. don't want to do it anymore right right so. gus is, is at a bar with his friends and mickey is going she goes to like some kind of She's invited like a couple's dinner party yeah, and she's there without a couple. It's just her. And she starts throwing up some shit. Uh, <laughs> as Mickey Dobbs is one to do. She, yeah, you know, that was a, that was a minefield. She's, she's kind of, there. she's kind of a walking apocalypse uh, <laughs> in a lot of cases. And uh,
0: uh, yeah. And then after those scenarios, I think, or after those scenarios, after those events, um, uh, what is what happens to Gus? I think he he oh some he thinks some girl's hitting on him or something, and and he and she isn't.
1: Yes, yeah. Um, and uh, I think that kind of throws him for a loop. Obviously, he's got um he's got Mickey on his mind, and uh, you know I think there was uh maybe when he was speaking to her, he kind of made a reference to how he looks. Uh, people used to tell him that he looks like Michael Landon. And when he's at the bar, he sees uh, Michael Landon um, on the TV. Yes. He's like, oh, he's got the same hair as me or something like that. And he mentioned something in passing to Mickey. And, of course, he sees that and he thinks of Mickey because he can't stop thinking about Mickey because he's a stupid, stupid man.
0: (laughs) And this leads them to meet up at Korean barbecue. Yeah. And then
1: sexy times. Sexy times yeah in the car yeah which uh, so this is the thing i uh, i expected i think when we were kind of talking about this before um i i kind of you know in terms of prediction for season two i was like i feel like they're going to slowly build back up to you know where they they kind of want to be mm-hmm. this was not part of the slow build that i was talking about <laughs> um no like kind of like Almost jumped into they it. They right? jumped into yeah. it, and my first instinct wasn't "Yay, they're together." I was like, "Oh shit, this is not a good. This is an auspicious start yeah. to a uh, you know a relationship for someone um, with someone who's you know attending meetings for sex addiction and love addiction and stuff like that." Yeah, I so, know it,
0: it's yeah, that's it's not a great sign that mm-hmm. they kind of fell back that they just kind of fell back into it. And, like it's it's not a. um Harbaging.
1: No, it's it's relationship. not. Um, but then there is uh <laughs> I I guess as things progress, we kind of I think love is really good at, at doing this where right. um we got you know, we kind of started out the series or sorry, the season here's mickey and gus here's where they are now and then the second episode is like okay here's how they they are functioning on their own in their own separate environments and then they all ended up back you know at the same place at the end of that episode and then we all we get to you know uh episode three while you were sleeping where uh now we're kind of we're back with two separate things mickey's trying to help truman this is one of these kind of like almost i don't want to call it throwaway episode because that's like a negative. palate cleanser yeah it's palate but cleanser. it's something like that yeah and and truman of course played by bobby lee uh just he's a, such a ridiculous character <laughs> really? and um and he's he's Story scared now. scared of his um you know his mar- mixed martial arts uh girlfriend and she's trying to help him out, and meanwhile, uh, Gus is back on set at Good Old Wichita. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, stunt episode, right? Um, Where the dude like falls off the top of the tower. Um, yes, I, I, yes, it is. That's the one, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah, because that was the first time that we saw them back on set, and that's the first time we saw Heidi from season one come right. back, yes. Yes. Gus, um had relations with in season one uh because that turned out oh so well yeah they they have a very interesting exchange in this episode where (laughs) heidi more or less is trying to be polite about telling him to just fuck off and leave her alone Mm -hmm. um which is another thing i think that we, we kind of even though the characters are apart in these scenarios things are occurring in their lives with their friends with their colleagues that are kind of reminding them or pushing them you know towards each other and yeah. it, it it's not done in uh, a a very like you know like i'm gonna like neon sign here look this is what's happening way it's done pretty subtly but it's it's nice to like i said it's nice to kind of go back and forth here's them together here's them apart here's yeah. them together yeah uh, and then i think eventually once they start getting into the swing of things and they get into this relationship there was a stretch there towards I want to say late in the season of two or three episodes. Yeah, the two where thirds things yeah. were just going really well, mm-hmm. and you know I think you probably had the same thought process as me when you were watching right. this it, of when is the shit
0: going to hit the fan? <laughs> and and during those couple of episodes, there were like little signs that things were little signs you know, weren't quite exactly. right. Yeah, like uh, one of them where they're at um, the party. Uh, for the merger, like, yeah, yeah, um, and there's that whole uh, a little bit of conflict between um, oh, I always forget his name, the heart, 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 fix, heart,
1: the heart doctor, work. Yeah. yeah, artwork
0: guy and Gus, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and heartwork guy like reveals the the uh, kind of one night stand that he
1: had with Mickey and, and Gus. Was Dr. Greg. Greg yes. Dr. Greg. He, there we go. Yeah. yeah. He kind of, it, I think right away, that's one of those other, it, it's one of those glorious moments in television Yeah. where the audience knows something that the character doesn't. Mm-hmm. So we see Gus go to Dr. Greg. Well, you know, cause Mickey kind of like, she takes him to this party and she's like, Oh, I got to go schmooze and talk to these people. And then Gus is left to his own devices. We yep. see him go to Dr. Greg and as soon as we see him strike up a conversation, start to get a little friendly with Dr. Greg, he doesn't know who Dr. Greg is. He doesn't no. know Dr. Greg's relationship with Mickey. And the audience, you and I, are sitting there going, oh, shit. Just this go is a away. Taking just time don't, bomb. don't talk to him. Please, it's Gus. Taking time no. bomb. Just, and, uh, <laughs> and, of course, it all comes to a head. And that's the first kind of bit of conflict that we see. And uh, it's a quick one. And they yep. resolve it mm-hmm. towards the end of the episode. They're just like, you know what? Whatever. Let's just go. Let's just go dance and have fun. It's fine. And I, I feel like the, you know, the, the notion of the ticking time bomb starts growing quicker and quicker as, as we progress through the series. Yeah, because the next episode after that is the episode with Mickey's dad. Yes. And Gus gets a look at just how her relationship with her father is. And it's a little more, you know, it uh, you know, maybe not, as, not quite as hunky-dory as she mm-hmm. let on. Not that she necessarily made it out to be, you know, the picture of... Uh, an idyllic childhood right but um you know she kind of gives off the impression you we tolerate each other or whatever it's just a thing and uh gus missteps by bringing up mickey's involvement in the program yes and uh it turns out her dad is not a big believer in the program (laughs) no clearly not like there was some tension there yes um there certainly was
0: and uh yeah mickey kind of gets obviously pretty pissed at gus for that Mm mm-hmm and and we start to see things start to yes. come apart yeah yeah and it starts escalating right mm-hmm. like because after that it's then the episode of watching um or when they're at the yeah mansion dog they're, sitting
1: their house sitting in the mansion and they have the um the wichita viewing party wichita viewing because, party Yeah, you know because gus has his like story by credit or whatever and he's real excited. And uh, I think he starts to get upset when he realizes that not everyone is quite as excited as he is. and Because uh, it's like his episode, it's right? It's his episode. And that, that story by... Yeah, and that ruffles his feathers. And because he's getting grumpy, you know, things start going badly with Mickey. Yep. And... Uh, well,
0: Mickey, like, takes off, like, yeah. five minutes into the episode to go talk to Andy to Dick. To Andy Dick, yeah. Yep.
1: I keep forgetting Andy Dick just shows up as... Randomly. As himself... <laughs> Um, which is one of my favorite uh, tropes, which is going to come back in in this episode of the uh, the podcast uh, in full force when we talk about crashing. Yep. But um, but yeah, um, so she takes off. Obviously, Gus is hurt because you know it's one thing for you know all the people he invited to kind of like maybe drop off, not be as interested, but Mickey uh, is the one he obviously cares about the most. He wants her support. He's not getting it. He gets angry. And they have probably their biggest blowout of the the season to that point in the yes. season. Yes. They, they kind of go full out. Mickey
0: breaks the bowl. Yeah. Like, just throws it. Yeah. Busts it apart. The crystal yeah. bowl. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I it, love how, like, going back to kind of Andy Dick there for a second, like, how part of that argument is just Gus being like, you know Andy Dick? What the
1: fuck? Yeah. It's and it's true because that's like okay, as a, as an audience when I remember someone watching the show that's kind of what you're thinking yeah and we saw him in the season one and my first impression was just like oh it's Andy Dick and right away I'm like okay who's he gonna play it's like oh he's just fucking Andy Dick he's playing himself <laughs> and um and and you kind of get. It, it, even though she refers to him as Andy right in the first season yeah it was still almost unclear as Tim's like Andy Dick I guess I don't know if he's playing himself and then you kind of get in this season uh when she does meet up with him during Gus's uh viewing party uh they kind of talk a little bit about the program and stuff like that and yeah. it's like okay well it is Andy Dick sort of um it's a very art imitating life type mm-hmm. thing because Andy Dick you know obviously known um, in the industry, as someone who struggled with that, and and uh, it's it gets pretty it gets pretty real. It does in, in a funny way, but also in the kind of real way. Cause I'm just like, holy shit! Like I, you know, Andy Dick is yeah, he's a known, he's unknown, a known entity. He's a known entity, uh, especially in that world, uh, dealing with you know alcohol addiction or whatever, and um, you know so uh, that's again where lines start to blur and you're like am i on mickey's side am i on gus's side you know i get that she had to talk to him gus is you know kind of really this is important to him his whole viewing party thing yep but uh we keep on yeah and And, uh
0: and yeah after that i think uh, the next morning they like have a (laughs) they sort of make up very short exchange yeah yeah and from there, Gus leaves. Yes. And uh, he goes to work on Arya's movie. Yes. After Wichita had been canceled. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of when the relationship kind of goes full no stack. Yeah. It, which is interesting because if you think about it, the original intention, which we keep coming back to, yep. um, of Mickey was let's take some time apart. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, some time apart would be good for us. Uh, Let me just kind of sort out my own shit for a year and let's come back to this.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, the only issue with the fact that they're now taking time apart is because they spent too much time together first. And mm. and now that they are apart, they're left to their own devices. They're doing their own things. And, uh, you know, they they kind of, in a weird way, maybe realize how much they need each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, start to act out in their own little ways.
0: So I think part of it was that there was a little bit of uh, not necessarily confusion, but misunderstanding of like where their relationship was at at the yeah. time. Like it seems like um, uh, Gus was kind of like thinking, "Oh, well, they're basically a couple now, so of course, you know, they're not going to be going on dates with anyone mm-hmm. or sleeping with anyone yeah. else," and. And even though Mickey kind of understands that Gus feels that way, she still believes that that's not the case. Right. And... Um, She's kind of making it okay in her own head. Yeah. And, and you notice, like, she starts doing that actually fairly early on. Yeah, for sure. When, um, uh, like, the episode with the staff party at the very beginning... It's like, oh, so Gus says, oh, well, what should we introduce um, ourselves as? And Mickey's like, well, I was just gonna say we were dating, Mm -hmm. right? And that's almost, um, you know, wanting to, you know, have that that option still, right? right? Like, I feel like that's her. She's
1: trying to kind of give herself a little wiggle room in case something else comes along or or maybe try trust herself Exactly. She's maybe a little scared of being in a relationship at all, which is that's obviously Mm -hmm. kind of a a big part of of why she was pushing him away from the beginning. Yeah. Um but yeah. So Uh,
0: I think that um definitely doesn't help when Gus leaves, right? No it does not.
1: No. Um so what ends up happening is that Mickey, uh, because she kind of has this loose-fitting version of what her relationship with Gus is, um, starts out, I guess instantly enough, bonding with her ex over uh, his
0: uh, dog. Yes, which they got when they were together, right? Exactly. So he felt that she should know that he wasn't doing well, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah...
1: One thing leads to another. Mm-hmm. And Mickey uh, shows why maybe she was right this whole time, that she should not be pursuing any sort of long-term relationships. Uh, yes. And funny enough, this is actually kind of
0: foreshadowed in that episode where Gus leaves because uh, Mickey gets uh, 30 days at the AA meeting yeah, and then uh, asks someone to be her sponsor. Yes. And that person says that the moment you get complacent because mickey says oh you know i've been doing really well this mm-hmm. kind of stuff like the last time i got 30 days i celebrated with a rail of vodka yeah and and uh so this lady who becomes her sponsor says yeah well you know the tough part is when you get complacent you know your addiction starts doing push-ups mm-hmm. and i think maybe that was a little bit of what happened there That
1: yeah absolutely i
0: think, I think she got complacent she was like oh yeah the relationship with is going well because up until that point it had been they mm-hmm. they were you know talking on the phone every night, ha- you know having a little bit
1: of phone sexy time. Yeah, and then there you know but and then again we get to that part where they have yet another blowout and it's over, you know it's over, uh you know whatever Skype or or whatever they're they're using type thing. Uh yeah, I think. Um,
0: that happens after though the first time yes it, yeah because <clears throat> mickey sleeps with the ex uh before that yes and i think part of the reason why she, got she
1: right she sort of like freaks out and and she sort of maybe in like defending herself even though gus has no idea what has actually transpired yeah yeah and uh yeah tensions run high we see them, you know, it, it's a lot of kind of back and forth. It's a lot of you know uh, like I said, there was that two or three episode stretch where things were going, you know, perfect. Mm-hmm. And um as so I'm watching it with my with my fiance and she was like, This is good, like, you know, they're they're together and things are good. I'm just like and like you know something bad's gonna happen right like you know (laughs) it can't be this good forever like you know something but she's like no I don't want like yes (laughs) something bad is going to happen (laughs) because that's the nature of the show I think we've kind of come to expect that uh, I mean like this is the story they're telling that's the the story they're telling if there's no conflict it's not interesting yeah
0: and I think you know we both like even the first season when we were talking we were like this isn't like a traditional romantic comedy no not at all both these people are very kind of flawed and Kind of a little bit jerkish, yeah. And they both have their issues, and you know this is definitely going to be a relationship with a lot of up and downs, yeah,
1: and definitely a lot of downs, right. So um, when it all comes to a head, Gus comes back. That's right, yes,
0: yes, yes. And the ex is already like uh, Mickey. I guess
1: sleeps with him a couple of times. We well, can only assume this yeah. by this point because yeah. they are now seeing each other in sort of some sort of dating capacity um well, and or, or at least i guess mickey's leading him to believe that yes. that's the case
0: and and the ex starts coming on kind of strong right like he's like oh well you know uh, mickey kind of expresses that you know she wants you know to kind of get married and and have kids or whatever and and the ex is like okay well when let's do it yeah and uh, Mickey's like, oh, uh, yeah,
1: uh, no, thank you. Uh, so essentially, yeah, what ends up happening is... Gus be- comes back. Yeah, Gus comes back, but the ex is kind of hoping to rekindle what mm-hmm. he had with, with Mickey. And, and like you said, coming on a bit strong and thinking, because Mickey has, if we're being fair, sort of let him on. Yeah. Thinking that maybe that's the direction that they're heading in. That This this is going to now turn into the long-term relationship. Maybe they once had Mickey doesn't want that. Um, Part of it is because of, uh, you know, I'm sure her own concerns with her addictions and a huge part of it is because of Gus. Yes. And so, uh, she breaks it off. She breaks it off with the ex. Yeah. And the problem is uh, there's that, Great scene, where in the farmer's market, where he is trying to—I don't know if he's trying to win her back. He's trying at the very least to talk to her, her, yeah, and get some sort of explanation. And uh, she's at the farmer's market with with Gus, and she is ducking him at every corner. And it just becomes this Looney Tunes, like, you know, (laughs) situation of like, oh, Gus, sit down for a massage. And so he can't see what's going on. And then meanwhile, the other guy's chasing her and she's like hiding behind booths and porta-potties. And yeah. And then she does (laughs) like... It, the typical chase scene,
0: knocks over the thing of fruit, and, yeah. and stuff <laughs> like block him off.
1: Exactly, yeah. It, it's it's like part uh, action movie chase, part like you know the roadrunner chasing or wily coyote chasing roadrunner. Like it it gets a little silly, and um,
0: and uh, yeah, and then I guess Mick and, uh, Mickey and Gus end up back at Gus's place. Yes, and Mickey has so far successfully
1: dodged the uh, X. Yeah. Uh, but then <laughs> Gus goes to like get like goes to the bathroom or something. A soda, like uh, yeah. Soda oh, he goes down. Yeah, he goes downstairs to get something from the machine, and her ex shows up because he followed her, and just waltzes into Gus's place and demands an explanation. And this is where we uh, end off the series with uh, a fun bit of tension, like only love can, where. I think you mentioned before that Mickey was trying to give herself wiggle room in terms of the relationship. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to do... You know, like I don't, I don't want to say that we're an item. You know, it's a, we're just dating type thing. Gus has now realized that, but now that Mickey's back and and he thinks that he can make it work and they can make it work, he says to her... "Uh, Well, he comes back from getting a soda mm-hmm. and Mickey somehow convinces her ex to go hide somewhere while this happens. And so... Out on the balcony, I think. on the balcony, that's where it is. And uh, so, you know, Gus says to her, it's like, let's do this. I want to actually be in a relationship with you. I want to be with you. Like, let's give this a try for real. Mm -hmm. Mickey agrees. Gus has no idea that she has been sleeping with this other guy. They start going at it. And while they are, uh, you know, about to sleep together for, you know, maybe the first time since Gus has been back we see mickey's ex who she literally slept with maybe a day or two before that open the balcony and slip out of gus's apartment behind them boom end of series uh end of season i should say yeah i think it's a pretty definitive answer that this is not the end of the series and that there's more to come yes definitely
0: so uh before we kind of go on to like discuss maybe what's going to happen after that i just wanted to spend we got to go back to talk about all the other stuff that happened with the other
1: characters in this series
0: (laughs) i was just going to say i want to spend some time talking about like almost the second like the b story birdie and And, uh randy Randy, yeah yeah oh man you know, if there isn't uh, a couple that's more destined for ups and downs than Gus and uh, yeah and Mickey, it's it's Randy and
1: Bertie. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, unlike Gus and Mickey, I guess they start off well, right? Yeah, they do. At the do. beginning of the season, they're like really kind of into their relationship. They start
1: off well and they start off normal, you yep. know, like, I, again, they're both. I guess the same as, as uh, Gus and Mickey flawed characters, but it's it doesn't go to the point of like, you know, one of them has you know, struggling with addiction and the other one is too much of an egotist. It's just like they, they have, I guess, more relatively normal problems, if you would call them that. Mm-hmm. And the relationship starts out normally and they're into it. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think like... Um... It was interesting they chose to focus on these characters um, in the second season because, you know, we really didn't get... Mm -hmm. I mean, we got a little, uh, you know, a lot, I guess, a fair amount of Birdie Mm -hmm. in the first season. But I don't know if we got a lot of Randy. Like, he was in, like, one or two episodes, right? Like, it wasn't a lot. Like, I think maybe we found out that he didn't have a job, but that Mm -hmm. was kind of about it. We didn't really find out that much about him. Yeah. And I think they... Uh, compensated for that by having the shrooms episode
1: yes <laughs> that was again this is another one of those episodes i don't want to uh, you know use the word throw away it was a palate cleanser palate cleanser that's what we what we said last time yeah. and and um yeah because obviously that it's one of those scenarios where and we've discussed this with this particular series before they amp up the humor a little bit to just mm-hmm. kind of uh like you said i guess cleanse the palate and 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 get you ready for the next stage of uh you know the the storyline
0: yeah it's a little bit of a break just to Mm -hmm. you know kind of ease you into the right uh, kind of
1: give you a break from a lot right wildness going on so yeah so mickey's mickey's got leftover shrooms and because she is an addict she obviously doesn't want to do them she wants to sort of um you know, get rid of them, but she doesn't want to waste them because hey, it's a waste of good drugs. Right? So yeah. She it tells, starts off with yeah.
0: Gus, kind of, her and Gus kind of cleaning up their drug supply, and yeah, it's like, oh well, there's these shrooms, and then Birdie kind of comes in and is like, "I'll do them."
1: Yeah, and this is kind of like <laughs> escalates. It escalates, right? So Gus, you know, she's and 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 Mickey's getting really excited about it. She's like, "You guys can do them, and I'll like I'll be like your guide." And oh. it'll be and um, she doesn't realize what she's in for because you know. Uh, it starts out innocent enough again. Yep. They're all kind of partying. Gus is being goofy and he's dancing around. And, and uh, Birdie and Randy are, are pretty chill. And then Randy decides that he saw something or someone at the window and chases after them.
0: Oh, oh yeah. He
1: sees like a fox or something. Coyote. Is coyote. coyote.
0: Yeah, he sees a the coyote. They all see the coyote in the backyard. Yeah. And then the
1: coyote runs off. And Randy decides he's going to chase the Mm coyote. And he chases it all the way into someone else's home and someone else's bed where there is no coyote. But Randy just decides he's going to take a little nap in after he's broken into someone else's home. And the rest of them are trying desperately sobering up probably before he is uh, and trying desperately to get him out of the bed. (laughs) Yeah, because the homeowners, like, pull up as yeah. they're in there, and they're like, oh,
0: my gosh, we got to get him out, get him out, get him out.
1: Yeah, and and it's it's funny that Gus is actually the one who finally, after all of their, like, begging, pleading, on them, Gus is like, Randy, this isn't fucking funny, man. Just get up. And he's like, okay. And it's that's the one thing that he just all of a sudden agrees to. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, and
0: another thing on that episode, like, Randy kind of, like, starts talking about how uh, vulnerable people are to being killed. Yeah. And how easily it is to kill other people. Yeah. And
1: the so creepy weird. thing is that he starts talking about it as he's falling asleep next to birdie when they're back in their house. Oh, wow. And you can tell she's super uncomfortable. And um and I guess, you know, Mickey kind of uh gets a, a sense of this and later on in the theory the season kind of starts going to bat for birdie and defending her and she's not super impressed with Randy and the fact that he borrowed money from Bertie for rent and he doesn't have a job. And, um, the two of them kind of have a weird time together in the mall while Bertie runs yes, to cover for someone at work. Mall episode. And, uh, yeah. So very much the, the B story for sure. And, uh, an interesting one, uh, which kind of ends, I guess, as, well, weirdly, Bert- as as the main storyline did.
0: Yeah, because Birdie tries and tries to break it up, break it off with Randy. Right? Yeah, now. she tries and to break up. With she him. more or less succeeds. And his brother is there for some reason, and yeah. they all start
1: yelling at each other. And, she and runs then away. right, and then so you think that's a, you know, that, I mean, that's a, a bad breakup, but it's as it's it's as you know obvious a break as any. But somehow. <laughs> they they end up back together because birdie you know and, and it kind of gives a, a little interesting character insight
0: right she has that near death the near death experience at the grocery store R- right i'm trying to recall so um the cart goes and hits the cart and it yes. like bursts a pomegranate or something. Yeah. And Mickey comes home and Bertie's just staring at the pomegranate. Right. And she's like, this is where my head would have been. Yeah, exactly. And, she's, and so she's like, oh, this life is too short. I just, I need to. And
1: you need to be with someone. And she and, and, yeah. Right. And, and she ends up back with Randy because I guess she kind of has this realization. Life's short, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to give it another chance. And I think it's pretty clear that she immediately regrets that decision. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. So I
0: think that kind of covers the main points. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's like 40 million
1: other things we could talk about. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Um, there's a lot going on on the side of Wichita. There's a lot going on with Mickey and her new job. Um, there was the
0: whole storyline with Gus in the,
1: in the movie, uh, the Arctic movie. Yes, exactly, where where he feels like the director's kind of like taken some of his ideas and he's trying to get in with him and he's trying to.
0: Yeah, and the <laughs> first proposal is for him to go work in New York and he doesn't want to
1: because, because of Mickey. Yeah, because of the, the issues he's having with and Mickey And then right when now. they oh. sort of break it off, he kind of tries to get a second chance and they, you know, they're saying that his chances have run out, and he can't and and it, you know, both of them kind of to their some degree screw with their own personal lives or work lives outside of each other mm-hmm. to account for be wanting to be with each other or not wanting to be with each other
0: yeah and that and that is almost a little bit polar opposite of what mickey's going through right because mm-hmm. she's having like pretty good success at work like she's right getting that podcaster on and mm-hmm. she's going to be like producing that show full time yeah and so that's all really positive for yeah Mickey. so you know uh well, Gus is kind
1: of going kind of through more of a rough work thing she's, Right, she's getting really struggling one, yeah, floundering a little bit and and I think that it, again it, it's kind of like the the push and pull um of that that kind of informs the fa- the fact that the cracks start to appear in the relationship when Gus yep. is kind of away on assignment or whatever and and he's struggling and Mickey's doing really well and um they start having those conversations over Skype or whatever. And then you can, you know, see the cracks start to appear and, uh, yeah. And then it all comes to a head and now we've got, uh, everyone is still together, but, um, it's almost assuredly going to end badly. Like we, we know that birdie and Randy are together, but we can kind of tell from those closing shots, birdie, we can see um, where that's going. yeah, Yeah. Birdie kind of regrets it. And uh, we certainly know that there's going to be more to the story of, of Gus and Mickey. As, as happy an ending for them as that might have been, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty bad when the ex-boyfriend is sl- slipping out in the background. Yeah, and we all know Gus is going to
0: find it at some point. Yeah. And, in fact, there was a little hint even dropped when, uh, when they had the welcome back party and the two friends who saw the ex and Mickey go on the hike you remember that? Yes. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's kind of the start of the suspicions, right? And it's, it's going to start compounding. It's escalate and, from there. There's going to be little things. Um, you know, Birdie's probably going to slip up at least once. Yeah. And Gus is going to find out. Yep. And then there's going to be an explosion on his end. Yes,
1: there is. <laughs> so that's going to be something to look forward to. That's in something to look forward three. to <laughs> three, yeah. Let's let's see what terrible, terrible things happen to this relationship in season three. Um
0: though I suspect like this season it's gonna start off everything's kinda gonna be a bit rosy, right? Like yeah. it, there's definitely gonna be like a honeymoon period after that. Yeah. That rough patch because, you know, now, their relationship is truly official, right? Like yeah. There's a little bit of like, mm, is it? Are we dating? Are we a yeah, couple? You know? Now the
1: uncertainty's not there
0: anymore. Now the uncertainty's gone. So, you know, I think it's going to be pretty positive in the beginning. But when Gus finds out,
1: mm,
0: yeah. Yeah, things are going to go downhill.
1: Yeah, but they're setting it up nicely. They're informing some conflict, you know, to, for the next season, which yeah. is which is good and maybe we'll see a bit more of randy and birdie and maybe we'll see a bit more of some of the other characters uh you know because we always have like gus's friends and then mickey's work friends and, and there's some interesting people there that we can maybe get a closer look at mm. so do you think that they
0: are going to um start right where they left off like they did last season
1: or do you think it'll be I- I feel like this a one months or something. Yeah, I feel like this one maybe they'll go a bit further down the line at least. Yeah, like you said they'll be, rent. you know, it'll it'll be um like it'll be a bit of a honeymoon period like you said and and we'll kind of get to see them you know being together as an official couple and things mm-hmm. are be great and
0: uh and, and they can only go so long without trying having to explain why all the characters look like years older when it's only been 3 months. Mhm. <laughs> yeah that's true it's kind of like why do they all look like they're three years older which is something like master of none has no problems with yeah because that show covers like you know two years within or like three years within two seasons long stretches of time
1: anyways that's a little off topic yeah but uh we'll we'll get to that one we'll get to that one in another episode indeed um but for now let's move on to crashing Pete Holmes. So uh, I think I mentioned earlier uh, there was some confusion in crashing uh, HBO and crashing UK version. Um, so while I was looking for this, so I actually knew exactly that when, when we were talking about it, and you said, uh, "What are we going to do on the next podcast?" And you brought up crashing. Yep. And in my travels at work, um, kind of going through our, our you know set top boxes and stuff like that, I, I saw the show. I thought that it was about Pete Holmes. I thought it was about stand-up comedy. Ticks all my boxes. I'm like, yep. yeah, I'm like I'm in. This sounds like a great show. It's the one you mentioned, I'm like, cool, I'm going to watch that. And um I was searching for it later um on uh, a more auspicious service than a uh, than than a normal set top box, let's say. And um and uh I went to play the first episode and I was like, huh. I didn't see Pete Holmes anywhere. This seems a little weird. And then they started talking with British accents. I was just like, this seems a little weird. And um, I knew it was not the one that I wanted to watch uh, probably about three to five minutes in. But I watched most of the episode and I was <laughs> like, let me file this away for later. And maybe we'll cover this one at, an, at a later date because it was quite funny. But it was not what I was looking for. Yeah, so I, I have heard good things about it was, that version it like of It's so. quite good. It reminded me a little bit of Lovesick, which we talked about in our, on our last episode. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe something we can look at in the future. But the one that we're actually covering <laughs> is the new 2017 uh, show on HBO called Crashing. Yes. Starring Pete Holmes about his life as a stand-up comic. Um, so and, if you need to stop the podcast right now and go
0: watch it, we, we suggest you do that. yeah, yeah, because you may have watched the wrong series, though I don't think we promote what series we're watching before, so maybe we should do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. There's a lot of things that we we should do uh, We will be
0: tweeting after this episode yeah, after we decide go yeah, to dinner and decide uh, yeah uh, uh, what uh, shows we're covering, what shows and series we yeah, will be there's a lot of things episode. we
1: stopped doing. Yes. Like, we stopped, but Tristan realized that before we started recording, he's like, do we have an outline for this episode? I'm like, no, there was an outline for the last one either. So, you know, if our thoughts seem a little disjointed... This is why. That's why. Welcome. Welcome to this professional podcast. Um, so, uh, we watched Crashing. That's right. Um, and I think we've been on a kick of these kind of autobiographical or semi-autobiographical shows. Justin yeah, and I, say, when yeah. we talked about Master of None, mentioned that it's essentially about Aziz Ansari. It's a, you know, kind of a blown up version of his life, but it's very much his perspectives, his point of views. Um, and this one was interesting to me because there was a lot of God talk yeah. um, with Pete Holmes, and I didn't realize that he was a clean comedian, or maybe he's not, and I don't know enough about him to I, I, See whether it's a bit or not it's part of the series I, or? I, I don't
0: think it is i mean watching that the way like that stuff was
1: um you know
0: the guy stuff was portrayed was mm-hmm. pretty like palatable like pretty it real was, yeah yeah it, it wasn't like over extreme in either way so it, it made me feel like this is probably who he is like yeah. this is this is the truth that he yeah lives, yeah and,
1: and there's you know this is i don't know how deep it goes but then there's you know, this kind of talk that oh pete holmes who's like I originally i was going to be a youth pastor before i decided i was going to be a comedian type thing that would not surprise me it wouldn't surprise me either but at the same time i was just like i'm like okay so but we've seen there's several you know he he idolizes these comedians who definitely do not work clean no you know, is very you know typical kind of like blue material uh, a lot of weird shit happens in this series there's people getting beaten up there's sex there's drugs um and he's in the middle of all of it and i'm just like right. so part of me maybe thought maybe pete holmes the man outside of the series is someone who works clean as a comedian and maybe lost his faith at some point
0: yeah um, yeah i was kind of thinking about that too yeah. maybe but honestly uh like i said it wasn't really portrayed in either way and yeah. i feel like if it was a situation where he had there would have been some negativity portrayed mm-hmm. in that right yeah like the, and, and you know maybe there was i don't I, I hesitate to even say it in the last episode there was but um i feel like it would have mm-hmm. been portrayed more negatively no, I, that he was i think you're right yeah uh, you know kind of um yeah you know led astray or something of right? course yeah and that's not what i got from it at all it was, no it was just like this is who he is and yeah. this is what he believes i thought it was interesting yeah and
1: that's more of an overarching philosophical kind of discussion about the the show as a whole but i, I thought it was an interesting the way that i was just like i'm like i guess i don't know that much about pete holmes
0: yeah and i yeah. did actually like
1: um google
0: like check out his website or anything and it, it didn't mention anything about like being you know christian or clean but I, I mean, nothing in that show led me to feel that he, you know, wasn't that way anymore yeah. or anything. It it, yeah. it it actually, I felt, did a good kind of job of being um, you know, neutral and kind of portraying it a little yeah, bit more, more but, really than maybe like other shows or right. Um, yeah, other shows or, you know, storytelling mm-hmm. does sure. in the modern day, right? Like, a lot of that kind of stuff has a a, a negative tilt and, you know, it's and you know a lot of christians aren't like that right so of course yeah yeah.
1: so that yeah so that again that's a whole kind of overarching philosophical thing with it but that's true i like the way they portrayed it 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 was interesting and um uh it it almost makes you root for him a little bit more Mm -hmm. because i'm just like i'm like he's just he's just a normal guy he's just you know yeah he's the wholesome you know white bread hero of the story and you want him to succeed um, and, and some of that kind of leads him to, you know, have a little bit of
0: innocence, right? Like Exactly. Or, yeah. um, and so, you know, it's a bit of a shock for him to kind of come into, you know, a little bit of like, oh, his wife is cheating on him? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah
1: and, yeah. and then even kind of get into, a, you know, like the, the CD underbelly of, of stand-up comedy, comedy and yeah. what being a stand-up comic is about and the things that you have to do and, you know, the things that you have to witness and talk about and stuff like that um but let's i guess start there uh you know right away uh we get his wife the things seem to be really great in the first scene and then we find out well no not so much things are not you know they're having problems and uh, yes he discovers later that she she wants more excitement she wants more excitement and uh, you know, we found we find out later that uh, she has found more excitement with another very strange uh, hippie of a man named Leaf. Leaf, oh, and Leaf. Uh, and that kind of sets off uh, Pete on the path of uh, putting all of his focus on his stand-up comedy. Uh, you know, a dream that he expected Jess, his wife, to support. She cannot continue doing so anymore. And so now Pete is homeless and trying to be a stand-up comic.
0: And uh, ends up crashing on the couches of several very famous
1: comedians. Which is where we get the title Crashing, which um, is uh, a little bit of cleverness there that I didn't catch on to until um, I realized that was sort of a theme of a show. You know, like first he's on Artie Lang's couch, episode two, he's on T.J. Miller's couch. I'm like, ah, crashing. I get it. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, and actually I think that may
0: be like... Um, I had a little, little bit of benefit on that just because I had seen like some advertisements with like post art and it was like a picture of him on a couch with like his backpack and, oh, okay, and yeah. she and I had heard a little bit about the show right, right, right. in the beginning about how it was kinda like him at the beginning of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to where he is now, which I think makes it a little different from something for sure. from like Marion or N.T. Zanzari. Like, this is kind yeah. of him in the past. Or like a Louis
1: C.K. type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: This is him in the past, right? Versus mm-hmm. him in the current. Because, you know, there's a lot of that right now. And I think... Um, so when you're kind of trying to do a show like that, you got to have something that stands out. So I think that's kind of what it was for yeah. him.
1: Yeah, no, it certainly did, too. Um, it's... Uh... It's, it's very, I mean, it's a Pete Holmes, obviously credited with creating the show about, you know, his life more or less and, uh, very self-deprecating throughout yes. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. If you kind of think about it, um, I, I, I sat back to, uh, as I was watching and kind of had a thought, um, where there's a lot of instances of people making fun of him because he is this kind of like, you know, uh, clean cut, um, goofy guy who mm-hmm. makes Sort of dad jokes and in in, in in the uh you know in the presence of, of people like Sarah Silverman and yeah. Burris and and people who you know don't who don't work that way as comics and he gets a lot of shit talked about him throughout the series and I thought sat back and I thought I'm just like Pete Holmes made this Pete Holmes is writing stuff like this about himself more or less
0: <laughs> and I thought, um well, I mean that's kind of like pretty good like self-reflection right it yeah. is it's yeah. great.
1: And, yeah, it's a device that other comics have obviously used to their benefit. Like you said, this isn't the first time that uh, we get a show like this. But it, it is nice that it's kind of focusing on the uh, older part of his career. Yeah, and it's kind of cool to see, like, how a comedian kind of starts out.
0: Like, you know, they start doing all the uh, open mics with the two drink minimums. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you got to find the places where it's a two-item minimum. So you only have
1: to buy, like, two pretzels. Yeah. And he's talking about how that's the way that he saves money, Yeah. even though at the end of the day, he is still paying money to go and do something that he is trying to make his job that people pay him to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And uh, I guess.
0: No, go ahead, please.
1: No, I was going to say, and then he goes and does the um, barking thing. The barking. At the Boston Comedy Club. The Boston. So he starts out with Artie Lang. He goes with TJ Miller. And, um, he's trying to, yeah, he's trying to get on stage at the Boston comedy club. The guy says, there's no spots for you, uh, unless you want to bark for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he does he's not familiar with the term. And then he says, okay, well, essentially you have to hand out flyers and, uh, with your name on them. And when people bring them in, uh, you know, they'll have your name on them. So if they bring in five and I have got five flyers with your name on them, meaning you brought in five patrons to watch comedy. We'll give you some stage time at the end of the night. And we find out there's two people. We find out what a shitty deal that is as the series progresses. And um, we see that, yeah, there's like no one around. Um, But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of kind of back and forth between him and Jess throughout the series. Um, And Leaf just sticks around. (laughs) And there's a weird friendship slash love hate thing that develops between pete and the guy that essentially you know is responsible for his, his wife cheating on him yeah you know is this adulterer who is also married yeah there's another thing that we find out which causes all, all sorts of shit oh, does it ever <laughs> um i don't know uh I, I just i like i like the concept of um, Pete kind of jumping from comedian to comedian and kind of yeah. learning a little bit from each one and, and getting his insight. He eventually ends up um, crashing with Sarah Silverman mm-hmm. after, you know, things start to uh, he may, he starts making a little headway with the barking thing, but he's still at the end of the day, you know, getting, like we said, not a whole lot of stage time at the end of the night when there's like three people. And, he, and at that point he's sleeping on the couch of like one of uh, the other fellow barking. One of the right? other fellow barking yeah. Uh, people, yeah. Yeah. So and then Sarah Silverman uh, gets in touch with him. I guess Art. Uh, you know, he calls Artie, and um, he's talking to Artie about uh, how when they were in Albany. Yeah, he kind of was in charge of making sure that Artie stays clean, mm-hmm. and there is was he ends up being with a woman that he almost hooks up with because he's trying to get the woman away from Artie because he thinks that she's going to give him drugs, and then she ends up pepper spraying him, and then they end up at her apartment, and then she gets mad because he doesn't want to have sex with her, and he's telling Artie all of this, yeah, um, only to realize that Artie is um recording it. As part of his podcast, that he's got Sarah Silverman on as the guest, which connects him and Sarah. And Sarah ends up being the next person on whose couch he crashes. That is correct. And she gets him probably the best gig that he has throughout this season, uh, being a warm up guy for the Rachel Ray Show. <laughs> and he does a good job of it. He does a great job because, as we discussed, after the previous a, guy just fr- loses his shits, freaks shakes. out. Yeah. Um, which couldn't have been better timing for yeah. Pete. Well, it is a TV show. It is a TV show. There obviously. is was probably a few weeks in There's real life. There a few, yeah. You know, <laughs> but um, um. So this is kind of where this comes back to the whole characters playing themselves thing. Um, we've seen it a lot, and we've seen you know iterations of it, and it's like Aziz Ansari doesn't play Aziz Ansari. Right. He plays Dev Patel, who mm-hmm. is very much like Aziz Ansari. The one that I'm most interested in, uh, I think we've discussed episodes on this show, yeah. uh, and, and in episodes, Matt LeBlanc plays a shitty dirtbag version of himself. I was hoping so hard, hoping against hope that Rachel Ray would play a shitty, terrible <laughs> version of herself, but I was, I, we didn't get that, and it was fine, but I I, I kind of oh, thought... Oh, that would have like, been good. I was like, if this show goes that direction, it would make oh, me very happy. But... Um, Regardless, uh You know That's when we kind of start to you really starting to root for him because yeah, like he's found his element like yeah He he is kind of a a fish out of water in this the the comedy scene a lot of these comics Work blue and they do really dirty and filthy material. Yeah, and he's this guy Christian background works a lot of clean comics, and he's appealing to People who want to go see tapings of the Rachel Ray show right turns out to be kind of just his audience um and uh, he gets that gig and he's doing it for a while and he's doing well. And, um, and then he gets not so clean <laughs> with Rachel Ray's mother. He, she doesn't realize at the time because someone in the audience brings it up. And um, he's yeah, it's like, what makes
0: a relationship? healthy or love he, strong or yeah uh, and he asks her oral.
1: and she asks he asks her this woman elsa who he has no idea who she is she's just not an audience member and she says love that's the secret to her her 52 years of, of being, being married yeah that's and it. um and then um he says i saw another gentleman shaking his head he's like wait you don't think it's love the guy says yeah i think love and oral <laughs> and so you know he's a bit taken aback because like oh my god it's a rachel ray audience but they all kind of giggle and oh. And so Pete decides, hey, they're into it. I'm going to run with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Because he ends up making references to oral sex and how many times uh, Elsa, the first lady he talked to, has done oral sex, only to find out that that was indeed Rachel Ray's mother. And she was not pleased. She was not pleased. Uh, (laughs) So off he goes. And um, we eventually get to he goes back to like Artie Lang's place or something yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. because he's got no other place to go yeah and Artie decides um to cheer him up take him to a strip club uh for breakfast (laughs) yeah That doesn't work out so well. Uh, no, it does not. Uh, and so, uh, Artie says to him, Okay, I'll go to the baptism with you. Right. That, yes, you, yes. that you came to the strip club instead of going to, because, you know, he he's a nice Christian man and yeah. he feels bad that he didn't go to his friend's baptism. Right. So, Artie goes with him and Artie's kind of discovering some stuff about himself. And, um, turns out that Jess is there. And, uh, the, um, He gets confronted by the pastor. Yes. Uh, And just saying all of these things. So I heard you walked in on your wife with two other guys. No. (laughs) He's like, well, uh, apparently uh, one of our servicemen who is addicted to pornography says that he saw the the three of you on a a cuckolding website. (laughs) It's like, no, that didn't happen. And the pastor keeps making these accusations that are wild exaggerations of what actually happened. It's like, I heard you were doing drugs. Yeah. And he's Sorry. like, he's like, no, I'm I'm not doing drugs. He's so like, he you, you, tweeted you tweeted about, about having, having munchies. the munchies. He's like, I, okay, yeah, I smoked a little pot. Um, and that and that's where I kind of got like a little bit of like, okay, is is Pete losing his faith type thing? But um, because uh, he was really annoyed with that pastor. Yeah. Um. Well, that guy was yeah, it was better than exactly. Um, and then of course it all comes to a head where um, the he the priest is giving this sort of. I guess, uh, somewhat moving, uh, speech about coming home to Jesus mm-hmm. and, uh, Jess decides that, uh, she wants to come home, <laughs> uh, because by that point she's now broken it off with Leif as well as Pete. Yes. Cause you, you find out that Leif has a wife as well. Yeah, sure. And right. it's just a big adulteration party. Um, <laughs> and then... And then she jumps into the baptismal pool and then Leaf falls her into the baptismal pool and then Pete, Pete follows falls her. Into the, and and they're all trying to like
0: convince each other to get back and, and or Leaf and Peter trying to convince her to come back to them. And, and uh, she's like, nope, I am done. Yeah. And then, done.
1: and she dunks herself. She dunks herself because the pastor says, do it. And the pastor says that it didn't count, but she feels, you know, happy that she did it and, you know, praise Jesus and all that. And, um we get a nice little, uh, it, it, I find really cool about that particular, like at the end of that episode is we see Ardy, yeah um, who is kind of talking with this other woman all about the faith and why she has faith and why, you know, like what, why he should believe in it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and as a side note, I feel like that's, you know, that,
0: that kind of scene was probably more be- like there because he, didn't like he still is exactly yeah i i feel like that that was a big sign that he, he's still a christian because the, yeah because I, I don't feel like if he had lost his face that would have been in there right Loss no for his, sure yeah face.
1: and and it's you you definitely get a sense of like oh it's like because arty is obviously he's a guy who's been through a lot and you That's know he's jailed for drugs and and stuff like that and and he's obviously a man of very little faith mm-hmm. and uh this woman that he meets uh at this baptism sort of I don't know if she necessarily convinces him, but she definitely kind of, you know, uh, puts it in his mind. And we see after all of this crazy shit at the baptismal pool has transpired and everyone's left, Artie gets in there himself and just kind of hangs out. And uh, I thought that was going to be the last scene, but it was not. Instead, now that um, uh, now that Jess has left both Leaf and Pete, they're both broke. And they are now broke together, sitting in, in a, a bed, motel. uncomfortably in a motel. And, um, and that's where we kind of get the whole love-hate relationship thing of, like, Peach. just like, I'm really, our Leafs is like, I'm really excited about our friendship. He's like, I'm not friends with you. <laughs> it's like, it's like, we're just broke and homeless together. He's like, that's how it starts. Which, to me, suggests that we're going to be seeing more of Leafs' character in the second season. Um... So, yeah, yeah, that was kind of a quick overview yeah. uh, because we spent a lot of time on love. That we did. Uh, but it was only eight episodes. It was itself a quick show. Yeah, it
0: was short and they were 22 minutes, right? Like, yeah, they weren't like an hour or anything. So, right. So you could well, kind I of think. power
1: through it in an afternoon if you really wanted to, mm-hmm. um, uh, as is our Netflix-ish binging culture. So I enjoyed it. I like i you know like when we were kind of talking about it you kind of brought up the hey uh it's the show about Pete doms and stand-up comedy i'm just like that's up my alley like if anything stand-up comedy i'll i'll jump in on yeah and i'm excited for a second season
0: yeah no i i really enjoyed it too like i previously mentioned it was kind of cool to gain the, the insight into like how you start out as a comedian yeah and, and um and i think uh, I even saw um, something from Pete Holmes when they were advertising the show like an interview or whatever and he said you know it's it's interesting um, to you know tell a story about when you weren't funny mm-hmm. and I think we kind of see that throughout the series like I mean the jokes are bad but mm-hmm. you know they're not great either when he's doing yeah, stand up exactly. so, you know it's quite clearly that you
1: know he still needs some work he needs some work yeah, yeah. you ever hail a cab just to stop from hitting you <laughs> I never know what to tip those guys yeah. It's one of those things that becomes funnier each time you hear it because yeah. it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But uh, it's a good series. Um, I, uh, I and like you said, I think he definitely kind of like we're seeing a lot of this kind of semi autobiographical stuff, especially yeah. in the comedy world. But he definitely put a new spin on it by making it kind of about the early part of the career and and uh, how you you start out not so good and and work your way up. Yeah. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode
0: does. of Streams and Screens. Yeah. Or Screens and, and streams. streams. Yes, or, yeah. first yeah. time.
1: Either way, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, tune in next time when we have an outline and we actually know what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> and we can say our name right. And we can say our name right. Um, uh, yeah, but here we are. This is episode nine now? Yeah, episode nine. We're almost at the Big Ten, Dristan. It's almost, yep. it's almost Screens and Streams 10th birthday we'll have to have a big party they grow up so fast i know um double digits i know Jeez. um so that'll be that for this episode um we hope that you will tune in you can find us online on itunes by searching screens and streams that's screens letter n and then streams uh, you can also find us by that same handle on Twitter and on SoundCloud. You can listen to the last couple episodes on SoundCloud as well as iTunes. Um, and, uh, we've got an email screens and streams at gmail.com. You can shoot us an email there. If you like the show, you want to tell us which show maybe we should watch and cover on the next episode. Or if you have any questions, comments, hate mail, mm-hmm. death threats, try not to send those last two. Um, <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be good and um yeah that's that's pretty much it yep we uh
0: are back on our monthly schedule so yeah uh, keep an eye out for that uh though we might be skipping one episode we
1: might be skipping one or two episodes um because there's sort of uh some big events in our lives that are coming up
0: (laughs) yes so uh joe's getting married in july everybody in case you didn't know that yet yeah and I'm you, getting married in October,
1: yeah, so maybe we'll drop the ball here and there, but we'll be sure to warn you on twitter
0: yes we're we're gonna make an effort to actually communicate with you know all five of you out there, right
1: yeah, now. you know we, we gotta keep all five of our <laughs> listeners happy um i I can't wait for us to start doing sponsorships, you know, to say, I listen to all these podcasts, and there's like MeUndies and nature box and all these different mm, nature like, box nature uh. box. I yeah, subscribed to Nature NatureBox. I know. I was there. We subscribed <laughs> together, and we had. Oh, yeah. We split the first. We one split then. the. Yeah. We split the first couple. Yeah. Yeah. It was good times so when Tristan and I used to work together. That's why we do this. You know. Oh, otherwise, know. otherwise we wouldn't see each other anymore, and it would, it would make us sad. Yeah. Everyone steals my sriracha roasted cashews at work. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Well, this podcast is going off the rails. It definitely so. Is. <laughs> so uh, we'll wrap it up there. I think that's as good a place as any. Thank you guys for listening to screens and streams and uh, we will see you next time. We'll see you next time. Bye everyone. Bye.